Welcome, everyone, to the 158th episode of Politically High Tech. So before I derail, pre-derail this whole focus, I have a guest here. He is the third reoccurring guest. And trust me, um, this is this episode is gonna be totally different, but I will link the previous audio only episodes, episode 95. That's gonna be in the description as well. And that was more about political theology, just to put it a real, real short. And I'm not gonna regurgitate anything. And I don't want to keep my guests waiting as well. This man is he's multi-niche, just to say the least. He's not just uh, you know, podcaster or anybody like that. He's not a one-trick pony, okay? He's involved with Truth and Democracy, okay? That he still has that show, thank God, a Bible study for progressives. And God, they need it. They need it because they want to throw God out the window. So I'm, so I'm happy for that. Me personally, I'm proudly biased. He's a author, attorney, activist, and a survivor of sexual abuse. So no, he he was not raised no locked up, gated community at Pleasantville, whatever state you want to insert in there. Okay, he's been through stuff, and he has a very unique understanding. And yes, I am reading from the guest sheet. Sue me. You, he has a very unique understanding of the problem of male loneliness, which is on the rise. And some people on the left has recognized. I got to give credit to one YouTuber, Shoe on Head. She recognizes that. And she's trying to help reduce male loneliness, sexlessness, and female promiscuity. Wow. Yeah, this is very timely, to say the least. That's my honest opinion. And he's... He's also diving into the red pills. What is this left-leaning person diving into red pills? I think it's, I personally think it's a good thing. You got to reach across the aisle. No, don't just stick to your little echo chamber that, oh, yeah, Medicare for all? Great, great, great. Or, okay, Black Lives Matter? Great, great, great. No, no, no. No, you got to be involved and talk to people with different opinions. You'd be surprised. You can learn something, and they can learn something from you, too. It's a reciprocal experience and and what and um what's and then we also go dive into a little bit what's wrong with the dating how it affects men and just what he does on in general i don't want to make it too specific because i like an open-ended conversations um he spoke about pornography sexuality in colleges in southern california and yes i know i have jokingly bashed californians for invading my podcast but he do got some really good people yes i'm being a hypocrite right now because i only represent East Coast, East Coast, New York, New York. I know. Sue me. Um, and he has written for many. Okay, Los Angeles Daily Journal, LA Progressive, Buzz Flash. I thought that was BuzzFeed. I was gonna bash BuzzFeed. I don't take them very seriously. They are our internet waste of space. Demcast and more. And he's been he's all over the place. He's in rallies, churches, he's very involved, seminars, public events. And online meetings. And then he also yeah, he also deals with um global perspective on social issues. I'm not sure that's a book. Looks like it's a book cover. Um before he answers that, let's welcome 
Rich Procida. Sorry for a long introduction. Oh, no, that's great, Elias. Thank you for having me again. I really appreciate being on your podcast. And I look forward to telling people about the changes that I'm going through as I grow and learn new things. And and um, sometimes I transition from one thing to another. And sometimes, and I think there's some reason for this transition here right now, um, given that I think this is the main issue. Um, you know, this is a big issue, the upcoming, this is, I think this issue is um, going to be very relevant in the near future, because some of the statistics say that 45% of women are going to be childless and alone by 2030. So this is not just affecting men, it's also affecting women. And we say we want a, a equality between the sexes, but what we really need to do is actually consider what that means. And rather than, and I'm still into propaganda, that's one thing I, that is an important framework around which I see how people are affected by the propaganda that they consume so that they could have like a negative reaction to just a couple words like red pill that can set people off just those two words and when you really but when you dive in into it you find out that it's not what they're telling you it is it's strange but we get propaganda it's not right the people become surprised at what we're talking about. They don't know what they say. They think it's going to be one thing because that's what the media has sold them. And it's another thing. But also, I'm sure there's some red pill shows out there that are pretty horrible that call themselves red pill. And I'm sure some red pills have become just code for conservative, radical, right? But what it was originally from the movie The Matrix. You remember that movie where you take the red pill... If or he could take the blue pill and the blue pill would put him back into the matrix. He wouldn't know what was really happening in the world, but the red pill would allow him to see what was really happening. And the red pill was not designed just to be a conservative thing. I don't think, I think it was more to talk about women, women's nature. Now it has conservatism sort of embedded into it because it, it's really about evolutionary psychology and behavioralism. So evolutionary psychology sort of, it tends to see things conservatively, but I don't think it has to. But the also the audience, you have to figure out that there's also a propaganda component to this, that the audience of men that they're reaching, just the conservative must just fit in with that. And so... But when I do things, sometimes I, I cross lines. I, I do things that are put things together that people don't think should be put together. And I think this nonpartisan red pill men's group that I'm running, and you can register um, for our next meeting. We're talking on November 5th at two o'clock a Sunday. We're having a show on power in relationships, basically power between the genders. And what we're doing is we're reading a red pill founder, I guess, or somebody who really is highly respected in the red pill community, Rolo Tomaso's book, The Rational Male. And we just put on a, had a show called 
the soulmate myth. So, um, and people come and they're not, they, they come to argue with me sometimes, but they really don't know what we're talking about because they've been fed these misinformation or disinformation through the media about what they're really talking about. And what we're really talking about, at least on the nonpartisan red pill men's group, is women, relationships, dating, sexuality, politics, in a nonpartisan manner without all the right-wing crap. And that's that's the focus of that, because I think men really are needing help now. Uh, and we've been taught wrong. Both sexes have been taught wrong. And our relationships, the institutions of marriage and dating are archaic. And they're based on a time when women were essentially dependents. And it's and yet women want traditional relationships. And yet they want equality, but those institutions are not designed for equality, and they're not. And the relationships between men and women, whether you believe in equality between the sexes or or not, the relationship between women and men in our in the dating context and in the relation context is not based on equality; it's based on inequality. Women are looking for men who are higher status, make more money um, than they do. This forces men to accept women of lower status who don't make as much money. And then they ask, you know, men have certain responsibilities in that relationship in the traditional form that women don't have. And women expect things from men that are not equal. I mean, I was had a person on my show, a woman say equality. I said, well, you know, and I, I went on a date with a woman. I said, you know, we can start equality, having an re- equal relationship right now, right here, right at the get-go. Split the bill. You want a relationship based on equality? Split the bill. You know, I, I, if we want to really talk about equality, we have to think about what that means. And whether women actually want it or not, because it seems like what they want is equality when it benefits them and inequality when it benefits them. And if we think about what it means, we got to talk about what military conscription, what does it mean for equality in military conscription? Um, What does it mean in our relationships to have equality? It's not just about men doing the dishes. And then this propaganda dividing the sexes because they, they're talking about this decline and this rise in childlessness and singleness among women as a marketing opportunity. So we're being divided not only by race, we're divided by religion, we're divided by gender as well, ideology. But there's a lot of propaganda that's dividing the genders and this propaganda against the red pill is not really seeing what what they're actually talking about. And the pickup artist, you remember the pickup artist? Um, they got dumped on. And what were they doing? These pickups, they were using female psychology to meet women, but they got totally trashed. But when you read it, it's really that's is it really 
the world's most evil thing you know so so we have um you know men are in a position now where the the, the main problem is women are still expecting men to make more money than they do so in, in essence they're asking men demanding that men make more money than they do and men will make more money than women because Women demanded of them. They'll drive further, they'll work harder, they'll work longer hours to make that more money because that's what the woman demands. They have not, they, so there has to be some accommodation because what's happening is as women make more money, men are not. I mean, men are actually floundering. Men are in the situation where they're making less money, they're less educated. There's some stories about them being checking out or not working there may be some uh, but they're not getting the education women are killing it education um money jobs but if women continue to demand that the men they date make more money than them if that remains a, a demand that women get it's a failure to make a comment to accommodate for equalities it's a failure it's it's a lack of solidarity with men in the fight for equality right so Actually, yeah go, go ahead ellis yeah no i just want to ask a couple of questions because you're raising some very very interesting points um and also is there any other dates besides november um fifth for any men's group that you know of or that's to be decided well this is a going to be a monthly meeting i'm also doing a meeting on a monthly meeting preparing for our January 6th, our third annual Jan 6th Day of Remembrance, where we remember the insurrection and the attempted coup. And we want to make people and keep people aware of that. And so that's one thing we're doing. I just got an email today. I'm going to have somebody um, from Free Speech. Um, I forget the name of the group, but they're going to be coming. But I'm still working on that one. So, but right now we're doing that. We're trying to build something and we just started these group and we just started the book. So we're, we're doing these monthly meetings. I'm recording them. I'm pr putting out a podcast. And so we're trying to build something here, trying to see something that catches on because quite frankly, the, the truth and democracy thing has not been something that's caught on. I think I'm in a sea of pro-democracy groups, which is a good thing. And, but one thing, when I started the Truth and Democracy Coalition, I started it when the left was coming out with propaganda saying that young people didn't believe in democracy anymore, that we should use the word multiracial democracy or voting rights, and we should not use the word democracy. And I just thought that was insanity. And I don't, and if young people don't believe in democracy anymore, they're being taught wrong. So, um, and I, so I made this truth and democracy coalition because I wanted that word democracy to be used because, and eventually I think I won with that. And so now everybody's doing democracy. And so one reason for a little bit of a transition here is that everybody's doing democracy, which is a good thing. I hope I've been a part of making that. And now I'm moving to something that is really becoming a big issue. Male sex, 30% of young men 
are sexless. Women, young women, go through a period of rabid sexual, I mean, um, activity in their 20s. Their, their value is high, and they really, and the one of the things that has been shown by the dating apps is that a lot of the women find the men in the dating apps unattractive, most of them. They're all going for the top 1% in the case of Tinder, top 20% at best, top 5%. That's really maybe you get some action. 80% of the guys are getting nothing, nothing. And so the women yeah. are out there complaining about the hookup culture that they have created because they are having sex with the men they choose to have sex with, which happen to be the men that other women are having sex with too, because women like men who have options. They they want to know another woman wants the man. There's a competition anxiety, you know, and, but they're also, so they're in competition for this small group of men and the rest of the men are invisible to them. And they think, oh, these men, they never want to settle. Oh, they, all they want is sex. <laughs> but, you know, what are these women doing, right? They're there trying to get the hottest, richest, most high-value guy they can. And, yeah, he slips through your fingers because he's got a lot of options. So this is sort of like a competition. And But they blame men for being um, not wanting to commit. They want to say you're afraid of commitment or commitment phobic, but really what you are is not commitment foolish. And that's some of the things I have to teach men about what is commitment in an age where there is no marriage. And that negotiation is going on now in very hardcore way. Women are trying to, to lock in relationships simply by the offer of sex. And men have to hold out. You don't just shack up with the first woman you meet. You have to go through a number of women. Well, But you have to get to a point where you're dating a number of women in the first place. And a lot of these red pill groups are trying to say that you can do that by becoming better. Mostly it's by becoming richer. You know, this is the 1%. The 1% don't care about the money. Yeah, if you're 1%, you can get almost any woman you want. Yeah, you have money, you can do that. Great. Now be the 1%, or at least be better. Be the best you can. That's all we can say. It doesn't change the underlying foundation of women. Um, one of the other things, you know, able to have sex. They think they are able to have sex with these studs, hot men, and then they never want to settle for less. Right? You can go, They now they can go to strip clubs or go to see strippers or a bachelorette party. And I guarantee you one thing, a lot more is happening at that bachelorette party than you'll ever get at a bachelor party unless you actually pay for the prostitute. You know, the women are having sex, oral sex at least. They're lining up at the door for intercourse with the strippers. This is the behavior. And my history of, sexual abuse, it, the red pill really put it all together for me. Why did I go through what I went through? And yeah, what I went through and why I went through it. 
because this is women's behavior. An opportunistic, some say consuming type of love at best, exploitative and abusive at worst. And so take advantage of young men. And I, and I really think we have this sort of, people are saying, oh, all these teachers are having getting caught having sex with teenage boys. And the truth is, it's really the teachers who are being caught, the people in the places of authority who are being caught, who are, who are grooming and taking advantage of other people's children outside the family or our friends, right? There's, that's what's happening, right? There's, there's still a lot of sexual abuse going on that's not in the schools. It's just they're the ones getting caught. Rolo Tomasi says, about the good girl. The good girl is the bad girl who hasn't got caught. That they all have these sexual experiences that they seek out with these alpha studs. They all have a sexual history because they have so much access. And while, the, while men, and I don't know if I said this, the sexual revolution has been a great success for women. Women are freer to have sex without commitment. They're freer to pursue sexual uh, for you know relationships and and experiences. A total failure for men. A total failure for men. Men are and we're still stuck paying. We're still stuck and we're being exploited in the sense that we have are being forced to pay, are asked to pay money for intimacy. Constantly asked, I mean, even if it's not cash money, but there's something there, you know, something that we're being asked for in exchange. And, and you know, I guess, you know, a lot of guys accept that. It's so common. You know, I had a woman ask me to pay $300 I told her, you want to get, you want to get, I don't know what your language thinks, but you want to have sex and get paid. I told her to go have sex with herself in other terms, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I could fill that blank. Well, use your gut imagination, people, to, to answer <laughs> that one. Uh, well, I mean, this topic is already, it's very spicy and controversial. The, the curses are just a cherry on top. <laughs> so okay. you know so in other words i want to say for him go fuck yourself mm -hmm. so that day 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 if you figure that out if you yeah. haven't figured that out you're super innocent congratulations <laughs> yeah. to those who have not figured it out <laughs> yeah so those I, you did well you know yeah so it looks like men are, they're saying men are going their own way. Um, I'm dating. And I actually, one thing that I haven't told you about is that I started a couple dating groups. There was this, and one's in new, based in New York. I said, it's a meetup group. And this New York meetup group, the guys were doing free dating coaching, but they would schedule a meetup and then they wouldn't show. It wouldn't happen. So eventually I took that over and I created another one in Los Angeles and then I picked up another one in Orange County. And we're talking about this red pill stuff where it's not really a dating meetup where we meet people, but at least not at this point. But it's another 
way that we can get people to come in to look at um, the relationship between men and women and whether um, and what it really is and, and whether, you know, because there's one thing about our sexualities is that it, it, if they defy or what's the word, I forget the word, but it defies what we think we are and what we think we should be. Our sex, so much of our sexuality challenges us with who we think we are and who we think we should be. And other words that challenge us to expectations, assumptions, or right, right. Like, yeah, right. I mean, we go in the easiest example is equality. We go in, we think we want equal relationships between women and men. What does that mean in the bedroom? And does it really fit with female sexual desires? Does a woman want to have sex with her equal? The red people say absolutely not. She wants a dominant, powerful, more high-status man. Do women want equality or do they want traditional relationships? They seem to want traditional relationships when it serves them and equality when it serves them. When it's the man giving, but not when it's her part. I told the woman, take the first step. You want equality, you take the first step toward equality. And so, yeah, so I think our our sexualities sort of are derailing our political agenda because when you put, when women go out and say, we want guys with money, we want macho guys, we want dominant guys, we want bad boys, we want powerful men, we want big, strong men, they're saying we want toxic men and we will breed toxic men for you. And so what are men going to do in that situation? They're going to be toxic. If you want them to be toxic, they're going to be, try to be rich. They're trying, you know, it, none of this matches with let's save the planet and create a world of peace and justice and equality. It doesn't. It creates a world of people, of men fighting with each other to get the best, to be able to have the most money or the most power or being the most macho. And then if you think about it, are we creating chauvinistic men? Are women creating chauvinistic men? I think we need to talk about female sexual toxicity and their tendency to breed because it's not masculinity that's toxic and even if masculinity is toxic it's the masculinity women are attracted to sexually so go ahead you said though you know you say a lot of profound things uh you know and i say you're the third person to at least focus on gender relations you're for this season i mean i already have the previous two, one was more on the empathetic, balanced approach. So they, there's some relations right there. And the other one was definitely alpha traditional approach. Mm-hmm. So my list is going to decide which one is the best one to deal with these gender-based issues. 
I never intended this to happen, people. I never intended it. It just happened this way. I am not conspiring anything. I am not gathering an army of super steroid, ultra toxic, um, sexually active PPs that just want to impregnate every single woman that they see and find. Nope. Nope. That might go right here. If you still think that you're insane, I don't care if you're a he or she or, or if you mix a of the two, whatever, whatever you identify as. So, so audience, my little question to you is you don't have to answer right away, especially after this episode is done. Which gender specialist, I'm just going to say it that way, are you going to lean towards? One more towards empathy, balance. The other one towards alpha traditional or this option that is very, very, very nuanced. Definitely not traditional. One could even call it true equality, true progressive relationships. Well, it's up to the guests to debate with that label. I don't want to misrepresent him anyway, so.